as a leader, you should have your values. Mm. You know your mission, you know your values. Being adaptable, it doesn't mean that you are changing your values. It means yeah. that you are making a comfortable environment for your people, you know, and yeah. that's it. Right? It really, situational leadership allows you to evaluate your employees on what they need, how they respond best, and it's a learned skill. And it's not about changing who you are, and it, you know, you need to keep your style, your personality, your values, your mission, what you want to achieve, but you're just creating a, a comfortable environment for your people. And by having trust in and confidence in yourself, and knowing that and know that you are, you know, as a leader, you need to have a student mind. As um, Marshall Goldsmith said, he wrote a book, what got you here won't get you there. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining me. Today, I have the wonderful pleasure of speaking to Evan, whose surname I'm going to attempt to pronounce correctly, Givanakis. Perfect. Wonderful. Um, Wonderful. So Evan throughout his career has managed more than 500 employees across eight countries and has led companies to expand across the Asia Pacific region by successfully crafting the right company culture and leading people from the front. With that experience, he now is an executive coach. He helps executive leaders and organizations build inspiring leadership from the inside out. Evan, welcome today to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Wow, I feel overwhelmed with your introduction. <laughs> pleasure, pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So Evan and I were chatting before we hit go live on this and Evan was sharing with me that he's recently written a piece on situational leadership and becoming adaptable in certain situations. Therefore, we think this would be a great topic for us to discuss today on our session. So Evan, let's start by what does it mean to be a leader in a business? What does that even look like? Yeah, it's a fuzzy word, right? Mm, exactly. It means, it means different things to different people. Mm. And I can share a story like from my training, coaching experience with yeah, my great. potential clients. When some of them come to me, they say, I want to become a better leader. And it really means different things to different people. So mm -hmm. when I do my first call with my potential clients to see if we're a good fit, it's something that I do that is called active inquiry. I ask them some questions, they ask me some questions. And then, you know, we end up realizing that leadership means different things to different people. Yeah, so absolutely. It can mean influence. It can mean communication. It can mean engaging people, employees. It can be management. It can really mean different things. But for me, I guess, if you were to describe leadership, especially for the last couple of years, is the ability to influence, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe with a great resignation as well that is happening in the US, you know, a lot of people during COVID, you know, we reevaluated our values, mm -hmm. personal values, mm -hmm. life values. So... I think one of the things of leadership lately is to actually, on, in a business content, right? Mm -hmm. If you are a small business owner or a manager, is can you keep people together? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess as well, you know, us as business owners, we're while we're evaluating our values and what we stand for and reassessing things with everything that's happened over the last two years, we have to bear in mind too that our team members and employees are doing exactly the same thing. Yes. And, you know, how to lead 
in a world that will never stop changing, right? Right now, you know, I don't know if you can understand, but I am live from my office. So what mm. I had to do, we are blessed to have a three-year-old son. Mm-hmm. But, you know, bless him. The only way that I can keep him away when I'm live is by locking the door. Yes, and, and handing an iPad or something similar. Yeah, as, as much as I, we don't want to. Mm. So right now, you know, we're really, you know, employees and people across all industries, we're really juggling, really juggling like a jungler personal demands, while yeah. at the same time we try to keep up with work. And, you know, leaders play a significant role nowadays because... You really need to, first of all, make sure that you are safe, your family is safe. And I'm not going to go down the COVID story and analyze Mm. all that. That's a different thing. But, (laughs) you know, keep your family safe. At the same time, keep your team together. Mm -hmm. Keep them safe. You know, Mm -hmm. if they are working from a physical location, if they have to come to the office and keep them happy and keep them engaged. And, you know, these challenges are really responsible for some of the executives and some of the managers feeling overwhelmed reduced revenue feeling stressed therefore yeah. i do think that the health of a company is impacted a lot high attrition creating a culture of blaming mm. which leads then the manager you have to explain all your decisions so it is perhaps one of the most challenging situations that we've been through right yeah absolutely so how do we cope with that as a leader how do we deal with that because we as you say we have so many things coming to us at the same time, not to mention the home interruptions that perhaps we didn't have before. I also have young children, so I completely understand that as well. I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and, you know, periods where we were homeschooling at the same time as running a business and, and you know, your team and your employees are also trying to do all those things. How do we actually navigate that without feeling that sense of burnout and overwhelm and quite frankly, at any one point in time, you know, we're being a terrible leader and a terrible parent and a terrible, you know, spouse and daughter and son and all these things like feeling like, actually, I'm not doing any of this really well. You know, one of the things that I learned through working from home is that leadership starts from home. You really have to lead your kids. Yes. So, Just like you will do with an employee, you know, if you have an important call or anything, you're not going to scream at them. You could feel overwhelmed and you say, oh, take Mm -hmm. your iPad and stay there or let Mm -hmm. me. But it doesn't work well and you are educating them the wrong way. So I guess you just what something I learned is really I need to I need to treat my family, especially, you Mm -hmm. know, the kids like an adult. You know, I really Mm -hmm. need to explain what I do. And I need to set boundaries. I say to him, like, if you see me sitting at this chair, it yes. means that daddy is working. So please, it's not yeah. that I don't want to play with you, yes. but, you know, I really need to set work time, play time, and mm-hmm. I really need to sell it to him, right? Yeah, I need completely. His, I need his buy-in. So, mm-hmm. and then he says, okay, I understand now. So after a couple of times, he get it. And then he, yeah. sometimes when he sees me not sitting at the desk, he says, oh, daddy, is it? can we play now, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, Is it the right time? Yes. Yeah, so I said setting boundaries and understanding that, first of all, I think, you know, I don't think you can lead the company if you cannot lead your family. Yeah. And I think we should make a distinction here as well that leading your family doesn't mean bossing them around. It doesn't mean coming to your spouse and giving them a list of do's and don'ts it is a communication 
between the people in the family and yourself in the same way that leadership in a business doesn't mean bossing around your staff. It means communicating with them. You need a lot of patience. You need to, what we discussed before, you really need to be able to be an adaptable leader. You need to be an octopus mm. leader. You really need to adjust your approach according to what is happening around. And this is something that I call situational leadership. And mm. this is a module and a theory that was initially developed by Kenneth Blanchard in the US where situational and leadership is exactly what the word probably you can you can you understand is is, is you know there is no such leadership style that is better than another and that's the key mm -hmm. we really need to be adaptable nowadays and you know sometimes if you I'm working from home maybe my traditional 9 to 5 goes out of the window right mm -hmm. Yeah. So really, we need to adapt and we really need to use that situational leadership style that is going to get our best results. Because I remember when I was in the, you know, when I was in my 2025, I was in England, I was in the UK, I, I was a young leader. I was blessed. Mm -hmm. I was by, by the age of 25, I was managing two companies, one in Bristol and one in Swindus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was down with the farmers. So I was really, it, it was a different environment, different psychology. People were different. The economy was different. So mm -hmm. I was really a in-your-face, rah-rah-rah type of a guy. And it worked yeah. because mm -hmm. it was a sales company. It worked, but it doesn't work anymore. So we really need to be adaptable. And situational leadership is, means that leaders, managers, whatever, business owners, we should really be able to use different leadership styles depending on the situation, mm, you know? Yeah, that's really and interesting, isn't it? And I, you know, I think that particularly for new leaders, people come in to a leadership position and they think, okay, I need to find what so-and-so does and I need to copy that and that needs to be my leadership style. But actually, that's not what we're speaking about at all. We're speaking about changing depending on who you're talking to and who you're managing. Exactly. As you said, depending on employees' competencies mm. in their mm. task areas and commitment to their tasks. You realize when you manage people that your leadership style should really vary from one person to another. Mm. And yeah. sometimes you may have the same person, but you may have a different task or a different environment that you need to change again. So yeah. you may even sometimes lead the same person one way sometimes and another way at another time. And I, I realize that you need a lot of patience. You need to lower your ego. Yes. It's, you know, and I think I made a main advantage with being a situational leader is that you earn the trust of your people just because you are tailoring your leadership style to something that they can relate to. Yeah. And this is, I think, something, you know, be able to relate, be able to mirror is something I think that I learned from being a sales leader. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I think people that are coming from a sales background, communication, marketing, you have to change your style, your approach, your tone of voice, your body language, your pitch, according to the other person, right? Mm, yes. So this is, I think, something that sales leaders might find easier than an IT leader, from exa for example, that is more, in, you know, I'm coding and, you know, how do I manage? But you can learn it. You know, leadership is like a muscle. Every now and then you need to train it. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's got me thinking as well, though, that some people might think, well, if I'm changing my style for each situation and each person, does that make me fake? Does that make me not genuine? Does that make me appear kind of flaky as if I'm going to, you know, or unpredictable, I suppose, in different situations? How would you counter that argument? As a leader, you should have your values. Mm. You know your mission, you know your values. Being adaptable, it doesn't mean that you are changing your values. It means yeah. that you are making a comfortable environment for your people, you know, and yeah. that's it. It really situational leadership allows you to evaluate your employees on what they need, how mm. they respond best. And it's a learned skill. And it's not about changing who you are. And, it, you know, mm. you need to keep your style, your personality, your values, your mission, what you want to achieve but you're just creating a, a comfortable environment for your people. And by having trust in and confidence in yourself and knowing that, and know that you are, you know, as a leader, you need to have a student mind. As um, Marshall Goldsmith said, he wrote a book, what got you here won't get you there. So true. And so It's true. very true. It's very relevant today, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I was thinking about other situations where we, we do this kind of thing, where we adapt based on the situation. So if you had somebody coming to your house for dinner and they were allergic to a certain type of food, you even though that was always your favorite food to cook, you wouldn't cook it for them because they were allergic to it. Whereas if you had, you know, another friend coming who wasn't, you would cook that food and that doesn't make you not genuine. That doesn't make make you anything other than adaptable to the situation and you're you know going with how that other individual likes to be interacted with or likes to be fed in this example and and i think adaptive leadership is very similar to that type of situation where actually you're not being disingenuine in any way you're actually being thoughtful you're being empathetic you're being right. kind you're being all those qualities that actually contrary to some people's beliefs are what's needed to be a leader as opposed to being you know bossy or anything like that exactly and your example you know if you don't adapt if you don't know if they have any allergies you know mm. it's a matter of life or death you know it's yeah so if you allow me to give another example, let's say mm. you're, um, if you're a flying captain, if you're um, you know, in command of the aircraft, if you're cruising on an altitude and everything is fine, you can just delegate and you just monitor. Let the flying pilot handle, you know, you just monitor, mm -hmm. you supervise. But if you have an emergency situation, you really need to change your leadership style. You cannot just delegate yes. and, stand and stay there. You really <laughs> need to take control, right? Yeah. You cannot yeah, afford to say, oh, I'm a good manager, I'm going to delegate because you are in a different situation. So mm. that model is basically, it has four parameters. is S1, S2, S3, S4. And mm. if, I, if I can explain it a little bit, the first style is S1, is the directing style, which mm -hmm. is a high task, low relationship, which means leaders define the roles and the task of the follower and you oversee them closely. You make mm -hmm. the decision. So communication is very much one way. Yeah. And so this is almost what some people might try and describe as kind of micromanaging. Yeah. Micromanagement is different. You know, micromanagement okay. is being annoying is, is, you know, <laughs> you know, it's going behind people's laptops yeah, and okay, behind yeah, the back yeah. and what you're doing. No, it's, you know, so you that's, can, the, you, that's an extreme. Well, you know, it's something that a lot of 
people do and they still do it and you know mm. they even monitor people's laptops when they work from home yeah. but it's Crazy. not micromanagement is for people is a good approach to have in high emergency situations mm -hmm. right and yeah. it's for people who lack skills and competence but are enthusiastic and committed so mm -hmm. normally for new employees you, you cannot delegate everything because mm -hmm. they don't know but they are committed they are enthusiastic they need direction and they need mm -hmm. supervision so they can start Understood. but you're not taking their enthusiasm away mm -hmm. you're just directing them the right way you know it's like again we're going back to to kids it's like when they're learning how to ride the bicycle mm -hmm. they really want to go down the road but they're <laughs> going to fall down so you really need to be there a little bit to support them right you're not micromanaging yeah. them because mm -hmm. they have the enthusiasm so yeah that's understood. number one yeah mm -hmm. and then there's another approach we call it s2 which is the coaching approach mm -hmm. which is high task high relationship Mm -hmm. You as a leader, you still define the role, you still define the task, but you are open to ideas and suggestions from your follower. Mm. So the decision remains with you as a leader, but the communication is not just one way, it's two ways now. Yeah. So this kind of approach is good for people who have some skill, but they are not so committed. They need direction mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they are still relatively inexperienced yeah you're not directing too much you're more of a coach mm -hmm. yeah right then the third one is supporting which is low mm -hmm. task high relationship so here you know you're passing your day-to-day -day decision you know task allocation processes to the follower you facilitate and you take part in the decision making but the control is with the follower got yeah this is a good approach if you have somebody who is highly skilled mm -hmm. but they lack the confidence or they lack the motivation mm -hmm. you know yeah. they don't need much direction because of the skill but they need support mm -hmm. to increase their confidence yeah so and, and it goes very well with the sports analogy maybe you had mm -hmm. a striker who was very good you know he he comes from a, you know he was good but for the last couple of games something went wrong maybe he mm -hmm. got a red card <laughs> and he was sent off so maybe he lost mm -hmm. his confidence so what do you do you don't need to tell him what you do but you support him yes mm -hmm. because he needs that belief and the last one is delegating which is low task low, low relationship you know you are mm -hmm. you as a leader you are still involved in decisions and mm -hmm. problem solving but the control is totally with the follower she decides when and how the leader will be involved so it is mm -hmm. a very much, you're just there watching and they let them do. And mm -hmm. you can have this approach if the task that you're delegating is not of a very high importance in case they make okay. a mistake, who cares, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and this kind of people, you know, this kind of employee or this kind of situations, you know, they are able and willing to work on a project by themselves with little supervision or support. Mm -hmm. So again, to give you an example, you know, sometimes I let my son prepare his meal yes yeah if he drops it he drops it it's not the yeah. end of the world you know yeah. so but a uh, low task low relationship you know he might learn more than if i do it mm. yeah yeah and if i actually teach him how to make his milk i'll have more time to do my work yes there you go amazing so, so with situational leadership and adaptive leadership styles then with each of these four 
styles presumably we kind of move around between these styles depending on like you said the employee or perhaps even the employee and the specific task they're doing in relation to their role so you could manage one person with all four of these styles depending on the task and the role they're doing at that point in time is that right exactly depends mm -hmm. how long they've been with you depends on the yeah. task depends on the situation depends on the on the background you know it's and it applies to relationships as well you know yeah. it can apply to relationships as well because you know it's life so it depends again you may have somebody who is very very good uh, very experienced but maybe they made a mistake before and they lost confidence mm -hmm. so yeah. You cannot give too much control because actually if you go in and if you give them more control, they will actually lose more confidence. Yes. So you just need to work on a different, in a different approach because they know how to do something. They just need to build in, in themselves more. So behavioral, uh, behavior and behavioral coaching has to do a lot with leadership nowadays. And to be an effective leader, I think you need to be a little bit of a psychologist nowadays. Yes. Right? Or I sometimes feel like a therapist. <laughs> yeah, like a therapist because, you know, people are going through many things. And yeah. this is where sometimes people misunderstand, you know, empathy. Empathy doesn't mean you have to feel sorry for your people. Mm -hmm. Empathy is, how do I say, is be able to see things from their perspective. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that doesn't so... mean that you have to get in the pit with them, but you can see it from their perspective. Exactly. And it doesn't mean you have to lower your standards because mm -hmm. of the pandemic. Yeah. Your standards can remain here. You can get the same result, but you need to change your approach. Yeah. And as you mentioned before, you still have your values and your mission and all those things, which, which are the things that are, don't move. They are the things that are in place overall and still overarching your organization and its culture and all those things, but we need to be adaptable, particularly in the current time to other situations as well. Yeah, I think it all starts by knowing your people. The more you know, the better you can manage, you know, what's going on in their personal life. It's important mm -hmm. nowadays. It um, really is because do they, you know, like us have kids that are in the other room that they're trying to entertain at the same time as trying to work or, you know, have they, got elderly parents that they're having to drop in and look after and all those kinds of things that come into the situation. Have they just had a relationship breakdown? Have they, you know, just lost their dog? Whatever it is, they all impact people and how they show up at work because we're one human and we can't separate those things. Yes, it's, I had a coaching session this morning with a client in Australia. Mm. So they asked me about performance reviews and I said, Look, we it's a different era. Get your people out for a coffee. Get them to the pub. Mm, yeah. You know, have one-on-ones with in, in the pub. Yeah. And this is something I learned in the UK. You know, you mm. go go out with yeah, go out with your yeah. staff one-on-ones. You know, have five meetings if you have five staff, you know, Monday, yeah. one person on Monday, one person. Okay. Make sure you don't end up an alcoholic yourself. I was gonna say, day. yeah, you have to be careful not run those back to back or you're in the pub for five hours. And make sure you're not the one drinking more than them, right? Yes. So Very sit true. back, you know, in the pub. And you know, Australia now it's summertime, it's lovely mm -hmm. weather, it's not too hot, it's not too cold. And yeah. have a chat, you know, and tell them how are you? What's going on? You know, and try to find out what is going on behind the scenes. I mean, yeah. what I mean behind the scenes is at work. And if you cannot do it, do it online and 
you know, are they having a supportive partner at home or did their dog die or, yeah. you know, are they, you know, maybe some of them, you know, maybe another partner lost their job. You never yeah. really know. And normally I think if an employee is not performing according to expectations, normally the environment is not supportive. What I mean supportive is you don't know enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and particularly if they've been performing well, particularly if they've been performing well and something has dropped off, then I typically find that that's usually the result of something at home that's impacting them. It's, It's often not the business, but if they feel that they can't come to me as a leader and tell me about that, then something's gone wrong. Yes. And this is where you look like an idiot when if you're a manager and you don't know what is going on and all you do is push for results. Look, a manager, a leader, whatever you want to call it, an mm-hmm. organizational leader, you should be able to manage three things. Relationships, mm-hmm. results, ego. Yes. I mean, within your team. Mm-hmm. If you are if you are high on ego, people won't want to work for you long term yeah. because all yeah. you care is about yourself. Yeah. If you're too high on relationships again it means you're going to become too friendly and you might that might prevent mm. you from pushing your people yeah it does and then yeah if you're too high on results 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 but you lack the ability to build relationship with your people mm. you're going to drive your people crazy and again they will not want to work for you so you really need to be able you know effective leaders are the ones that are car they can find the right balance Yeah, absolutely. And I think for many people, certainly I know for me, I think ego is a big one that gets in the way. You know, it's good. Mm. You need it in some in some dose, certainly. You know, people who have ego and who are called perfectionists and all that Mm. is good because your intentions are good. True. Very true. But maybe you need to channel your ego in a different way. Exactly. You know, people with ego, with well, perfectionists and all that, they have a good intention. Mm. But not everyone has the same level of interest in the company or in the task. Yeah. So, yeah. And particularly if you're a business owner, you need to understand that actually the likelihood is most of your employees will not be as enthusiastic about your business as you are because it's your business. Yes. And this is where sometimes people say, uh, you know, engagement and productivity. You know, some employees are engaged, but not productive. Mm. Yes. So if you have an employee who is engaged, you know, he loves the business. He loves what you do. He is with you, but not productive. He probably needs training. Yeah. Uh, on the reverse, you may have people who are productive, but not engaged. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll quit tomorrow to get another job. Yeah. So you really need to know your people and to find out exactly. And if you really want to engage employees, it's not one way solution. If you have five employees, you need to be able to wear five different hats. Yeah. Like I have an employee in Asia. One of my employees, for example, is I know she's saving money to buy a flat. Mm -hmm. So she is in the sales department. So I gave her a target that if she increases over the next three months, her closing ratio by 15%, she will get an extra bonus. That yeah, is which go will enable her to reach her goal. To contribute. That's on yeah. top of her usual commission. So I'm giving her what she wants mm-hmm. because I know what she wants because I sat down with her and I tell her, you know, what's, how are you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to realize as well that not all 
your employees are going to be motivated by extra money. That might not be what motivates them. If they do have, for example, young kids, they might be much more motivated by an extra two days holiday a year so they can get time off when the kids are off or finishing early on, you know, on a Tuesday so they can do the school run. Yes. If you're a manager and if you're a business owner, because I understand you have pressure, you have bills to pay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe it's the first time that you have to go digital, you know, yeah. to sell your products digital, not only physical. Yeah. Are you, you're in Scotland, right? Is it lockdown or everything is open? We're pretty much open. There are some restrictions on large events and things, but we're pretty much open. Evan, I think this discussion has been really, really interesting. I know I certainly have very much enjoyed it. I'm sure our listeners will be enjoying it and will enjoy it if they are when they are tuning in on the podcast. I thank you so much for your time. Can you let our listeners know how they can get hold of you, where they can find out more details about you and what you do? Yeah, well, I, I am quite active on LinkedIn. So if you see my name there, you just search me, you will find me, Evan Zivanakis, and at my website, executivecoachasia.com. Wonderful. So, and we'll put those links in the show notes for people as well so that they can click on those and find you. Yeah, no worries. I mean, that situational leadership is something that I have one of the programs that I do, which I teach situational leadership in one of the intensive learning mm -hmm. programs that I have, which I call it leading in uncertain times. It's a two-day intensive program, everything online and participants are business owners, managers, leaders, aspiring leaders. And then we really explore the most critical, you know, success factors of strong leadership today that eventually will help them to bring their people together in, you know, inspire them, increase sales, but at the end, yeah. Become a happier you because at the end of the day, you want to be happy, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm completely, completely on board with the whole purpose of what we do is to be happy. Yes. And COVID, you know, not COVID, the, the, the practical mm. thing, but the whole situation made a lot of people reevaluate. And, you know, if you're happy and you do something that you love, it's going to be rub off and it's a knock, it has a knock on effect. Completely. It absolutely does. Evan, thank you yeah. so much for your time today. We will put all the details of Evan in the show notes. Thank you for joining us and we will speak to you all very soon. Take thank care. You. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to Financial and Lifestyle Freedom today. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast and take just a few seconds to leave us a review. It helps other people find us as well and lets them know what you enjoy in the podcast. All the links that we've spoken about are in the description to this episode, as is the link to find out more about us on our website and also book a call with us should you be interested in any of our services. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.